All right, guys, what's up? Welcome to One Life Podcast. I've got Eric here with today. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, we met recently uh, just through like my photography, and you seem to have a very interesting interesting story. I'm very interested to hear um, hear about this. So you were quite a successful businessman. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Would that's fair to say though, yeah, right? Yeah. Where, pretty well. Where did that come from? Like, where did that drive? Like, obviously, entrepreneur. Were your parents entrepreneurs? What what made you go that path? Yeah, my dad my dad owned his uh, a construction company, and that's he what, did, did he? Yeah, that's okay. what got me started in in construction uh, in the beginning. And yeah, and yeah, I think it's kind of in our blood. My brother's a, a business owner. My cousins are business owners. This is something we just talked about at the dinner table, and it was like a regular day to day thing. No, not really. Okay, um, I think it's I I think being an entrepreneur is kind of in your in your DNA. In your but you also think like the permission and the ability to do that, it comes from seeing your parents do that? Because my parents didn't work for themselves. So um, I never really realized it was an option. Sure, it, it, it kind of paves the way like, you know, it can be done. It can be done, right? right. Yeah. But um, I don't really think that, that was um, the determining factor that wasn't the thing that made me go okay, okay i'm gonna work for myself uh actually the economy kind of pushed me into that direction because I, I ran big big construction companies um up until i was about 30 or just before 30. um other people's companies yeah other people's okay. companies and the economy tanked in uh eight nine 2008 or 2009 and that kind of pushed me into because there was no construction work in vegas like i couldn't get a job anywhere that was huge at that point yeah. wasn't it yeah yeah so um basically i was like well i got i got to figure something out okay um and i what i was making you know really good money in construction so even trying to go get a job at like home depot or walmart or whatever giving my resume of operations manager of a multi-million dollar company making x amount of dollars they're like you're overqualified over a hundred thousand i'm guessing it was right around there back yeah in my 20s which is okay and then going to like thirty thousand dollar like ten thousand an hour yeah they they just didn't they didn't want me so it's funny how you can be overqualified too right yeah yeah for sure and and i was for those types of jobs so i i kept trying um you know different things and then finally, as I just was like, okay, I'm just going to go into business for myself. Okay. And started my my first company was a uh, like pool maintenance company. So I did like clean pools and fix their pool equipment and stuff like that. What makes you want to do that? You just saw an opportunity, or um, my brother had said that there was good money in in pools. Okay. Because he w- he opened up an excavation company and was digging digging people's pools here in, in the okay. Valley. So he sees the demand. So he's how like, many yeah, there there's, are. there's money in it. So I'm like, okay, I'll tr- I'll try that. And um, so he's building them. You're maintaining them, and you're yeah. referring work to each other. I'm sure too. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so I started that out with. I actually started out with one of my buddies, and um, it was kind of kind of a weird situation. But he was going through a hard time, so I actually started expanding a little bit gave him the pool side of things and then i was doing i opened up another company for commercial property um maintenance like handyman okay stuff and were you doing it yourself or yeah so i was it? doing it myself oh you yeah. were doing it yourself. Yeah, doing so it. you're a hands-on type of guy too yeah that, back then yeah okay was, yeah um, do you think that's important do you think you have to be that person or do you think you can start a business and just delegate from the start i wouldn't i, I mean for me not not really i mean 
Because you know your saying, first business, I wouldn't say you go in right away delegating. Okay. Um, f- but for me, it's like I want to know. It's it's easier to know what everybody's position is. Like once you start growing, I can replace. You know, with this hat I was wearing with this person, but I still know their job. And you, inside out too. Inside and yeah, out. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That's interesting. So I mean that, but that's kind of an entrepreneur type of person like they don't really they want to wear all the hats and i didn't mm. know this until later i, well, I the, yeah, read that's, some stuff huge, where it's like right? they want to wear all the hats and and my problem was um with, with the last company it was getting too big and trying to pass off these responsibilities to people that were um not doing it the way i would do it no one cares about your business like exactly you do, right? so that, I feel like as an entrepreneur, that is the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Is to yeah. let go and to outsource and it to is. delegate. And if you're not careful, it costs you a lot of money. It's Yeah, especially these days, it's hard yeah. to find good people. Exactly, and, that, and I ran into that problem um, with certain people and it cost me a lot of money in the beginning. And okay. I mean, a lot of people probably, if they would have known the truth of everything, would have been like, why didn't you just give up? You know, it was it was a lot of money. Especially for a business starting out, it was in mm, six figures that really that cost me from people doing re- just really just, stupid stuff that could have been avoided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, lessons are priceless too, aren't they? Oh, for sure. That's why we're here. Yeah, <laughs> we're here to learn, right? That's interesting. What was your first entrepreneurial uh, venture? Did you? It was the pool. But did you do anything as a kid? Were you selling candy? Did oh you, man, I think I like. I was selling. You know like, what I mean, like. If it's what? in your blood, you tend to do something at an early age and you don't even realize you're doing it or I why you're doing it. I was like four or five. Um, and then I took my like my Hot Wheel collection out in the front yard and did like a yard sale with kids. Okay. And they were probably out, you know, going in their mom's purse or whatever, getting nickels and dimes, gotcha. coming by my Hot Wheels and toys. That was like the first time I did something really, gotcha. really weird like that. You started. I used okay. to, so for me personally, I used to have a lot of ideas and it got suppressed. By and who? by my, I would say my mom specifically. Mm-hmm. And I've got a lot of respect for my parents and you always like your parents' word is fact. And mm-hmm. and I'd always writing down ideas, always be thinking of something. And she's like, no, nah, it's a lot harder than you realize. It's this, it's that. And I think I listened way too much. So it wasn't until I was in my early 20s and started reading, I realized that, hey, it's not fact. There is another way. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs start at a very early age. And I, for some reason, I suppressed it, and I always wonder like why that was or why. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's interesting thought. I think I, about it a lot. And I had a lot of that um, growing up with uh, yeah, family members that were like, "This is hard," or "You can't do this," and 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 trying to hold me down, but. Me being, I think it was because I was the baby of the the whole family. It was a pretty oh, big really? family, okay. so so I was always trying to prove myself. Um, but that was like the thing where when someone said I couldn't do something, you prove them wrong. I was like, watch me. Yeah, I'm the same. Now. And <laughs> yeah, so when people, you know, so I've had my real estate license, a real estate business, insurance license. I've got a bunch of certificates and certifications or whatever. Um, but I I got two of the hardest contractors licenses in vegas that you know everybody's like oh you you know it's so hard and i'm like okay well i'll just, I'll just, just do it get it done and yeah so i've done a lot of things where people are like it's really hard to do and it's like it's not hard it, it's really nothing is really hard you just it depends on how much you want it yeah how long you how long you're going to persist and yeah. it, it anything worthwhile doesn't happen overnight either no. right no. and you you'll figure that out a long time ago right. 
And part of the fun is, you know, getting there, accomplishing it, you know, do, doing the the thing you can't do. Mm. And then even, I, I hate to say it, but sometimes the crash and then going, man, how am I going to get out of this? Like, you know, got, have it hiring bad employees that put me in a huge hole where I'm like, yeah. how am I going to get out of this? Once I got out of it, I mean, it wasn't real fun in it. But once I got out of it, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm pretty... Gives unstoppable you a, gives you a thick <laughs> a thick skin and the yeah. like, and um you like like the lessons make you stronger like right now one of our businesses has gone through like crazy amount of stuff but it's weird because i'm not emotionally attached and it's weird because from experience and going through this stuff i'm okay with it and this is probably the worst thing we've ever experienced ever with business but i'm okay with it it's it's really weird because i know it's going to work out but that comes from going through thefts, going through different uh, obstacles, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. That's, that's the, that took, uh, that was the hardest one for me to learn was because they're your, for me, they're my baby, you know, and making it personal or having that attachment to it is, is the hardest thing for me to, to break um, and not take things personal, you know, split the, the business and personal. Which is, which is huge, right? Huge, yeah. Have you always worked with yourself or you had partners? Um, no, I've had partners. Um, do you recommend that? You think you buy off by yourself? You think it depends? <laughs> From my experiences, I, I, I'd prefer, I think, than being by myself. Okay. Um, it just depends on, f for me, it's where you are in the whole grand scheme of things, not just business. I mean, if you're a great business guy and I'm a great business guy and we can make a ton of money, the money isn't, isn't the happiness. So if, if we're not on the same page, like, you know, um, on, on just moral aspect or spiritual aspect okay. and all that kind of stuff, I probably wouldn't want to do it just because- so you need to align with each other. Yeah, there, there okay. needs to be an alignment. But I, I also believe people won't come into my life really. If I'm if I'm on the right path, mm. I'm, I'm gonna attract those people that are- Yeah, align with you, thinking the same as you, reading yeah. the same as you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, talk to me about like, so like stepping back, delegating, outsourcing, what's some, what's the pros and cons of that? How's some of the mistakes you made by that? Things you do differently now, do you fire people, do you fire people quicker? Like, um, I'm a, yeah, I give a lot of chances to people and, and I probably would have trusted my intuition a little bit more. Intuition being a good word, right? Yeah. Um, and I have a big heart, so it's like my intuition would be like, eh, and then I'm like, well, you got to give everybody a chance or, or give them a second chance. Yeah. So I probably, not probably, going forward in life and business, I would not, um, I would listen to my intuition a little bit better, not be so, uh, I'd be a little more choosy okay. with, with certain things I handed off to people or um, people that I brought on. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. How do you how do you start to step back and and delegate? Do you, do you build systems so it's it's done in the way that you would do it? Like, <laughs> yeah, try. Yeah, um, that's how. How do you replace yourself? Because you know, I mean, you're talking about some pretty big jobs and a lot of money on the table. Yeah, and even for other companies, I used to create like an uh, employee handbook for the position. Okay. So I I, I tried doing that like do a step-by-step -step, you know um if it's computer stuff i'll have you know like a bullet line. points yeah. with, with you know screenshots and all kinds of stuff and be like here's your job <laughs> you know uh, but that's please that's do thing, it right? exactly yeah. the way but it, it never happens i mean it hasn't ever happened for me where they're going to do it exactly the same way okay. so you still need you know you can't just walk away from it 
And I used to think like, oh, here, I did it perfect for you. All you have to do is follow, you know, one, two, three, four, five, three, ten. <laughs> Wouldn't and, that be nice? <laughs> yeah, and, and not really look over their shoulders still. And you still have to. Yeah. You still have to be responsible. And, and uh, unless I could clone myself. Then I always sense. say that, right? If you could replicate yourself <laughs> 10 times, you'd yeah. be unstoppable. Oh, but, but then um, we'd fight with each other probably. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't work that yeah. way. What, um, so you got a successful business, you start another one, you get a different skill. What makes you just keep pushing and keep trying to make more money? Like what's, what was behind that? Um, don't you get to a point where like, hey, I'm pretty good. Well, so that, that was uh, the big change in my life when I had, I had, I think at the time, three construction companies and my real estate company still here in town. So I, I yeah, I'd started the third one started the third construction company and I mean I was making plenty of money yeah um, more than I mean it, not like millions a month or millions you know it wasn't for me it was way more than I needed yeah. I had a nice house I had toys I had everything and, and yeah you're saying you had seven cars and yeah I mean toys. yeah I had a like 3,000 square foot house and it was me oh damn okay yeah so I mean it was um, there, there was that point where I'm like, okay, I have all the things that we're supposed to have, you know, the American supposed dream. Supposed to have, I like yeah, that you say that. Like, like society expects, that's what yeah. you, the American dream. Yeah, I had, yeah. you know, I had, well, like I was pretty frugal my whole life. And finally, um, my brother's business partner actually told me, he talked me into buying like this super expensive truck. And, he, and I'm like, why? And, and he's like, how much time do you spend in your truck? And, it, and then I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Okay. You know, it, it was my office. Like, How much did you spend on the truck? How much did I spend? Yeah. I, um, with all the, like I put a lift and tires and stuff, it was like 60,000. So it wasn't even that expensive. No, but that's- But you're being frugal your whole I'm life. Like, so that was, that was like, hard okay, for you, right? Yeah, that was the most expensive vehicle. I a lot of people talk about that. When you do actually get money behind you, it's very hard to let go of it because you haven't had it. Yeah, and then- And if that's not even a big purchase. Well, and it was a work truck. I mean, it's like, I had leather seats, air-conditioned seats. I'm like, what do I need? I'm, I'm yeah. Like, oh, I'm throwing stone in the back of this. Yeah, thing. yeah, that's interesting. So it was kind of, but but it made sense. And, and I actually, it, it was nice because the truck was nice and, and, and it made, driving around and doing and working as many hours as it did kind of yeah worth it because i was working 120 hours a week oh, damn. Wow. yeah it was i was burning myself out that's quick. insane how old were you then this was um uh, i was about 40. got we healthy no <laughs> i don't know how i mean i was running that, right um no i stress stress healthy probably we carrying weight what you like yeah um, I, I mean, was pro I'm probably 20 pounds heavier than this. Okay. And you know, eating bad. I had a. Because you're probably up, eating on the go, on the go, right? Fast food. Go, yeah. yeah. I ended up putting a a rollout bed in my office because oh, I was working. You let like Elon Musk committed <laughs> there, right? And it's it was just not letting go of like not getting the right people because I got burnt. Now I'm like, well. I'm not gonna burn again. Uh, I'm not gonna try again. I'm not gonna do so it again. So I'll just do it myself. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, let me try to give a little bit, and then that person would fail, and then that. No, you I had 20 hours onto your week. Yeah, gotcha. I, I just couldn't find anybody, so I'm like. So that was one of your biggest struggles, was it? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And you can't. I mean, it's it's not like I can't work. You know, I can't. I can't mm. put it off. I got deadlines. You know, as a contractor, I'm okay. building people's. I was building pools. And you know, I've, I've got to get the pool done. I've got you know, got to get these projects. Yeah. Done. Okay. So, 
you know, the paperwork, the payroll, the bids, the designing, all that stuff was at night while I'm out trying to, you know, run jobs. And I had a, a really good um, employee that I trusted that helped me run run the jobs. And then I had a couple of good salesmen. Okay. But it was more of the office stuff. And, and then, yeah, it just, well, and I, I had another company, two other companies. I was getting off the ground at the same time. So it was just, it was too much. That's chaos. Yeah, how how do you, how do you juggle that? Or are you just forced to juggle it? Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like impossible. Mm. I, I, but that's well, and, and it might be possible for some people. But for me, it was just uh, yeah, I was it was headed for a disaster. Yeah, and and with that too, you're working so much, you're not getting time to enjoy the the money. The well, you got no freedom. You got no. the money, but you got no. How can you possibly enjoy that? Um, if I you do get a day I, I, off, I hadn't, I hadn't taken a, a vacation in four years. Yeah, I mean, if you do get a day off, you're probably going to sleep the whole day or something anyway, right? Yeah, sometimes I would take off in the middle of the day and just go to California and sit on the beach and be like, I just got to unplug. Oh, really? Okay. I got to unplug. And but I mean, you're probably stressing doing that too. Uh, I mean, you come back and it's more stressful because then it's like, okay, there's 45 voice messages, 100 Plain text messages. Up. and. Yeah, it's, uh, and it was just like a yeah. At, at that point, I was like, "Why am I doing this?" You know, I was making plenty of money, um, and it was yeah. It was just like, "Why am I? Why am I doing this?" What What was the realization? Like, why was there a sudden thing that happened? Was a sudden point that you just like? Um. Well, like my so my marriage life and like family life was kind of crumbling. I mean, I'm sleeping in my office, mm. um, and like old behavior patterns. Um, started popping back up where I'm like, okay, you know, like I, I didn't drink at the time and then I, and, and I don't usually drink, but then I'm like going and going to the bar and trying to unwind that way. Okay. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is really going to get bad. This is headed for, you know. So you're working more, you're more stressed. Now you got to drink to unstress. Yeah. And then you're like, why am I doing this? Yeah. This is just this vicious cycle. Vicious cycle yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Isn't it? So what what was it? So you just you just how how do you how do you go from 120 hours to suddenly like scaling back and figuring out how to scale back and how, well, that, how do you approach that? <laughs> that that's got to be stressful on its own. It's, honestly, I got to I got to a breaking point and I was seeing this uh, holistic therapist, um, and I got to a breaking point and she and um, this is where I, I think I talked to you about where I went and did ayahuasca. Yeah, and so. Like I just got to this breaking point where I'm like I'm losing it. I'm I'm starting to drink again. She's like, you need to you need to go to you know go to this center, and and see if that can help you. Okay. And what was the center? And where was it? It was it's called Rhythmia Life Advancement Center. Okay, in Vegas or it's... no? It's in Costa Rica. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So why why her and not a million other different options you could have done or used or why what? Like what made what made what what made, <laughs> what she said? Why did that resonate with you? Why do you take action on that? Are not all the other different options you could do? I never heard of a I never knew or heard of a center that was because um, I'd researched the ayahuasca thing for for t- ten years maybe, but it was like you know you're going out in the jungle, um, you know I'm scared mm. I don't eat by a panther while I'm on some psychedelic, <laughs> you know. Um, so she told me about this place and I, I did a little research and I'm like, I'm gone. I'm, I'm just doing it. You know, I told the office in a month, I'm going to be gone. I'm going mm. on this retreat. 
and um because it was just i was at that point where um i mean to be honest with you it was like suicidal point where i'm like if this if like i was in so much chaos i'm like i got to get out of this mess that i'm in which from a lot of people and at that and six months a year before would have been a good mess like oh man i have all this work and all yeah. this money and all this stuff but it just created um uh not a problem it was i think my soul really realized like this isn't what you <laughs> you're, yeah. you're chasing this imaginary thing this outside thing that isn't going to fulfill you not that money's bad or any of no, that no, stuff but, but but i was trying to whatever you know i was trying to do I'm, I'm going outside with all these businesses and money and stuff like that and it was just destroying my my soul or my inner child or whatever whatever resonates with everybody on that one but everyone's out there chasing that right now that's that's a crazy that's thing I mean, for me that that's life i feel like that's what the expectation is like you got to chase that american dream you got to chase as much money as possible when i'm a millionaire i'm going to be happy and then you realize that hey now i need to make two million and then it's oh, it never sure. stops right for sure and you literally doing that living that realizing that it's bs pretty much yeah and it's, and it's not so much that having those things or having business success is bs it's if that is what you're trying to fulfill your your life's purpose or your soul's purpose or whatever you know whatever resonates with you yeah. for me it's my soul's purpose if, if i'm trying to do that to to make that part of me full or happy it's not going to work it's so never going to work so you need something deeper yeah and it's inside it's you know you're it's uh for me you know it's either childhood trauma divorces you know t crazy things it could be something so small that you buried in the background that's like you know you didn't feel worthy you know you, like um your parents or my parents you know squashing us down with with some goals or dreams or or something we wanted yeah. to go for or maybe they didn't give us attention or whatever. It's something really, it could be something really small like that, that your your inner child or your soul is like, I need to be worthy. I need to, you know, yeah, okay. I need to be this thing so people recognize me and I'm seen and heard and That's understood. interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hear that a lot. Um, how is someone going, someone, someone not where you were, but someone six months prior, how do you know when you're on that path? And how do you know when you really start to, how do you avoid getting to where you got to? like burnout crash yeah or? someone's listening to it right now they're at that point how what's those what's those early warning signs well for me early, early warning signs would be um like neglecting your health yeah one. that being um that's huge i mean we're here in a body that we, we only you know it's only one we don't get mm. one yet don't AI get a second chance out, yeah yeah um like if you're starting to neglect your 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 health, your mental health, your mental health being huge too. Yeah, yeah, your physical health, your emotional, you know, spiritual health. When you start, you know, I guess neglecting your true self, th that's your your. It's a good sign. Yeah, and you also you're mentioned family and things too. Yeah, and that's part of your that's part of your yourself. I mean, if if you identify being, you know, I'm a, I'm a father too. If I start, you know. Not, not caring about them mm. then there's a problem for business of mine okay yeah. that's interesting so um so you do the costa rica thing how mm. how long did you go for run me through how that worked it was a it's a this week, is interesting it's a week-long retreat at that center um were you nervous anxious excited 
I, all of it. I was scared to death, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you hear, well, back then it wasn't as popular as it is now. It wasn't as common, right? Like yeah. people talking openly. I never about heard it. anybody, yeah. It, oh, again, so you didn't know anyone who. I hadn't. So no. you hadn't heard Joe Rogan talking about it or. No. Okay. No, I what, may, maybe heard him do it, but I, I didn't know anybody personally that. What that year had done was this? It, it was um, right before COVID. Oh, okay. Ja- like uh, January, right before. Like 19, 2019. Yeah, 19 or 20. Okay. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So it was around, but not too around. Yeah, it wasn't as mainstream yeah. as it is now. I mean, it's it's super popular now. It seems like mm. Aaron Rodgers and and uh, the football player I was telling you. About yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, and then a couple other famous people have been coming out saying that they've done it. Um, but I hadn't really heard too much about it. Where were we at? Oh, uh, just just about like the way you're feeling and just getting getting there and. Oh yeah, I was just yeah, I was terrified because you know um the little bit of youtube videos and stuff that i could find on ayahuasca was like you know people screaming and Mm. puking and i mean it looked like an exorcism (laughs) yeah that's that's first thing comes to mind isn't it like purging and yeah Yeah. so and you always hear the worst out of you always hear the bad stuff too don't you yeah for the most part yeah i mean yeah, there were some highlighted videos, but most of them were like, man, this. why would I ever do this? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but then reading about it and um, how it can be like 30 years of, of therapy in a, in a night, okay. I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I got stuff to do, so I don't want to go through 30 years of therapy. Let me, yeah. let me go try this stuff out. And I'd already, I've been battling with, you know, um, mental or emotional problems and and addictions and alcoholism and stuff like that my whole life so it's like um you know i would get that temporary relief where you know i would go to aa like i was big in aa for a long time spoke at places and and stuff like that but but it was like man i keep falling back into this this thing that ends up like really putting a a a curve mm. in my, my yeah yeah path to wherever I'm going. We we opened other things before you did ayahuasca, like mushrooms or weed or um, anything like that. Weed or? was never good for me. It always just made me paranoid. But I tried um, MDMA therapy. Okay, like the microdosing. Yeah, microdosing okay. of MDMA. So and, you did that beforehand. Yeah, and that was and not by any doctor i just read about it and got it <laughs> you know got it on yeah. the streets but i got the capsules and i but my problem as a, as an addict and an alcoholic was i was like okay this stuff is really working great more is better yeah gotcha. try two of them yeah let me try five of them no <laughs> but i mean it, it was bad where where i'm like oh i'm doing i'm just into the same thing again in a different yeah. um yeah different. yeah in a different um it's just a different item I'm picking yeah up, yeah you know? And I, I mean, I do it with work, or I would. Not, I yeah, I was going to say, work, work's a kind of addiction for you, isn't it? For sure. Work was a huge That's, a, that's interesting yeah. thought. I loved, I, I love creating businesses. Yeah. And, and and I hate to say it, but I love proving people wrong. <laughs> when somebody says I can't <laughs> say something, like, I'm like, oh, man, I make you eat your words. But, um, so yeah, I, that's uh, that's what got me to, to that place. and. I was scared to death. So, how to how to work? Like you get there, what what happens? <laughs> you got um, a week. Like, what ha- is the people there? Is it are you by yourself? No, there was it was a it's a big center. So there was ninety guests when I went there the from first around time. the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah, people like you, or just all sorts of people. Um, I'd say people 
people like me, I mean, it was a pretty expensive retreat and it's even, it's a lot more money when, now than when I went. Um, Do you mind if I ask you how much? When I went, it was like $3,000 for a week. Okay. Which so you, isn't really that bad when you consider a, like a week vacation and, and somewhere you're going to spend three grand. Yeah, yeah. So, because it's yeah, all, no, all I included. thought you were going to say more. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you can fed and accommodation and... Right. Okay. Right. So it's um, not too bad. No, but now it's like 6500 Okay. So, I mean, I mean, gas, gas is yeah. triple. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it I guess it's all yeah. relative, but... Um, so you got 90 people there so, from yeah. around the world, different languages, different backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody pretty much spoke English as at least a second language, but... Um, yeah, a lot of businessmen, a lot of entrepreneurs. Okay. A lot of people that are like probably in the same boat as I am going, mm. I'm going to, you know, I'm crashing. On, there's a lot of people that had um, illnesses, you know, like cancer. Oh, or, really? Okay. Yeah, a lot of people will go, um, try, you know, drink the medicine for, for kind of a last resort, like, hey, nothing else is working. Okay. I might as well try this. And that's kind of where I was, where it's like nothing else is working. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna die somehow, or I'm gonna try this, okay, this, this uh, ayahuasca. So, um, so yeah, what? there's so you go through an intake, a medical evaluation, and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's they've got medical, medical staff like on site, so that was the thing that made me comfortable with doing it. Since then, I drank out, you know, just in the jungle with, with um, shaman and stuff like okay. that, but you know the first time being nervous like i don't know what's going to happen to me if i'm going to have a heart attack or whatever yeah. you know so it's done as legitimately as as could be possible yeah as, as far as i know they they do they're probably i think they're the only ones in in the world that have like a full medical staff and okay stuff. and they advertise that like um that's interesting yeah know, I, they're I, a licensed medical place in coast which would make it a lot more comfortable yeah and yeah. it made it a lot more comfortable for me to do it um but yeah, and so you go through the medical evaluation, they ask you questions, and I mean, you could you could lie about a lot of the stuff, like, did you get off your medications and, and stuff yeah. like that? But um, I mean, then it's kind of on you if you're, if you're lying then, mm. but, um, and then you, you go through classes, uh, and they kind of go through the story of, of why the guy, uh, the guy that started the center and how uh, plant medicine changed his life. Okay. And. Um, then they kind of get you and brief you on, on like what to expect. Um, and then there's like yoga class, uh, breath work and stuff like that. Okay. And you're on a pretty strict diet when, you know, before you get there and so you're eating cleaner and yeah, stuff you're too. Eating really clean, yeah. Okay. So it's, it's more than just one benefit. They're trying to like all around like different, different benefits to you. Yeah. They do colonics, massage. Um, yeah. So they're, they're really, it's, it's a health resort and then on that, top of it, gotcha. they're putting okay. plant medicine at night for four, four nights out of the the week that you're there. You okay. do plant medicine. Gotcha. And then how did, how did it work? Like as far <laughs> as like doing it and um, like how is it done? Like I know little, but I don't like not so for someone who's done it. They have like a they have a maloko, which is their kind of it's um it's like their their spiritual center or whatever. Um, yeah. And that's the sacred center where you go and, and you do the ceremony. So you're you're in there. You're on. A, you have mattresses and puke buckets and toilet paper and all kinds of you know stuff to clean you up okay. if you're purging. Um, and the shaman will go through um, like their their speech or whatever, try to talk to you about the medicine and what it does and why 
why they do what you know what they do with the medicine. Everyone's in the same room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody's in the same yep. room. Yeah. And then, I mean, basically after after they're talking about it, it's, they start the ceremony. You get up and you drink your little little what shot. Is, what is this? When you say ceremony, is it like? Give me an example of. Like are you talking about like is um I mean like they like pray they, they pray over the yeah that's kind of like medicine. is it they, like a religious type of ceremony well like, it's indigenous it's it's from the you know Amazon it's okay so indigenous it's like tribal type ceremony sure yeah okay yeah. and then you you drink it yeah is it like what's it presented in how much do you drink it's it's an ounce of ayahuasca so it's got the two i don't even i don't know that much about like how to make it it's cappy leaves and then the ayahuasca vine okay and so one one um lets you take up more dmt and then one has dmt okay oh like it helps you uptake more of it right gotcha okay and you yeah, there's like an ounce. enzyme that like you're in your stomach that blocks you from taking more dmt okay so this blocks that enzyme or something like that so you can absorb more so you of can it. absorb more of it so you take an ounce yeah and then it's what's it taste like how's it go down it, everybody asks me what it tastes like and it's it, it's just got its own taste i mean is it like plant or is it like chemical light no it's more like um well you you know like um yohimbi root mm-hmm. type so it kind of tastes like like a rooty Okay. Dirty. That makes sense. Yeah. Thing, because it is. Because <laughs> it's what it is. But, okay. But you would know, you know, because you lift weights and stuff. But like Yohimbi and yeah, yeah. The you know the droppers and stuff. You put stuff under your tongue or whatever. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. Okay. And the what is it exactly? It's extracted from a root. A root and a leaf. A root and a leaf. And what is the yeah. plant? It. I think it's cappy leaf and then the ayahuasca vine. Ayahuasca. Vine. I can't remember what. Uh, I don't remember what the, the the names of the stuff are. No, I, I'm, I've got a lot of questions. I know nothing about this. So I'm very fascinated. Is it only grown and found down there? Is that what's done there? Or is it yeah, a, it's, around it, the it's world? In, is it? I bl- no, I'm sure you could transplant it and grow it somewhere else, but it, it's native to the Amazon. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Any idea how they found it, where it started? I mean... Has it been around it, for centuries? For supposedly thousands of years. Okay. And, um, they tell you those types of stories when you're in there, but I don't really remember. Okay, that's pretty interesting. And then after drinking it, how long before what happened? It's about 30 minutes, and, and then you start to feel... Um, I mean, it's kind of like mushrooms, but, okay. but not really. I mean, I don't want to compare it to mushrooms, but I mean, the same... I've done a lot of mushroom ceremonies as well. And I guess when I say ceremony, it's with intention. Okay. So you're not going into, you know, you're not going in drinking the stuff to party and have a good time. You're going, yep. okay, I want to, I'm, I suffer from depression and I want to dig into this deeper. You know, can you show me? Okay, what, that makes wh- sense. Where the root of this is. Gotcha. And ayahuasca will, you know, for like a better word, show you like, hey, this is what's going on. Okay. And you want to work through it or do you want to ignore it? Do you, um, are you seeing other people around you, like it kind of kicking in beforehand? Is that kind of, can that freak you out a little bit? Are people responding well to it? The first time, I mean, yeah, the first time I was, I mean, you're, you're putting, you know, you're kind of trusting these people with your life. I mean, Mm. so yeah, I'm checking out, I'm nervous watching everybody, what's going on. Also being a male, it's probably likely to take longer on a male and a would a female, I would say. I think it. 
doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It I, just depends on the person. It depends on what the medicine wants to do. Okay. Really, I mean, it it, it it's weird that there was a, I had really rough nights, and then one of the, one of the times, like the first two nights were horrible. I mean, like I'm dying, and you know, I just, like the experience of it, the experience of death, or you know, like one time I saw myself blow my brains out with a gun. Gotcha. And, and I mean, it, it's pretty, it was terrifying stuff. And I went to the shaman on, I think it was the third night. And I'm like, man, I can't, I can't do it again if it's going to be as bad as these last two nights. And I mm. talked to him and they're like, well, ask the medicine to be easy on you be gentle. And I'm like, how it's that? Come right. on, yeah. I'm like, whatever. So I did. I'm like, please be gentle with me to, but show me what I need to see. And this night was like, you know, I was like flying around, you know, it really? was beautiful. I'm like, oh, this is great, but it still showed me. It's like, look, you're going the wrong direction. And so you think you're going in with a, the wrong mental state? Me? Like at first? No, I just think, um, I think it ne I needed what I needed. Okay. And, and then to trust, you know, the medicine, trust the people, trust myself okay um, to kind of let go to kind of just let go and, and okay and, you know let it do what it's supposed to let do. It do what it's supposed to do that's interesting how long uh, i don't like to say trip but how long are you under the influence like um, 30 minutes it's like in. An eight, eight hour journey is it like yeah. per night yeah is it really wow so what time of night do you start and we would start at like five six wow that's yeah so, so that one ounce eight hours of um, well, you can drink more than one. You start off with one, and then they ask you if you want another one. Oh, uh, okay. And yeah. is that like up and down? And then you got to go back up again, or is that Sometimes more? Sometimes you come out and you're just like sober as can be. Okay. And you're like, okay. For me, it's like, am I going to just sit here while every, you know everybody else is in this and just meditate and maybe try to take in what just happened, or am I going to go deeper? And I'm. I'm the guy that's like, no, I want to go deeper. You want to push it. Yeah. I, yeah every time. That's your personality. I, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm here for a reason. I want to get this out of me. I want, you know, whatever's going on, I want, I want yeah. to work through it and I'm here now. So let's, let's do it. So the, the first two nights, what were the, what were the bad things coming out? Like, um, well, it was just like, I thought, do you remember I, everything or you just remember parts? I remember parts or just um, like the, the stuff that stands out the most. Yeah, I mean, you don't. I don't remember the whole eight hours because when you're in, I mean, thirty minutes, it could seem like a year. Mm. I mean, you're like, wait, there's no way that I was only thirty minutes. I was gone and for are you a thousand up? years. Are you sitting up? You're laying on your back. Uh, it just depends. Some people like I'll now I'll meditate um, for a little while, and then when I start feeling the medicine start to work, I just lay down. Okay. Um, it, that first the first time man i was up running around oh, screaming really? i'm like yeah i was like oh, there's no way i'm dead because i thought i died gotcha. i thought i was like in this purgatory or wow whatever and i'm just freaking out how crazy is that yeah and it seems like real life i'm guessing. totally i was like i'm dead and but but my ego or whatever i'm like there's no way that's crazy and who knows i mean who knows so what, really what were the what were the bad things that stood out to you and then on the third night what were the good things that started coming through well it wasn't it wasn't like bad it was just scary it was it was um it was like hey look at like this is the direction you're going you're gonna die pretty much is what i got out of it so like you're seeing your future in a way is what yeah you're saying. if you okay. keep doing what you're doing right now 
you're gonna die this way this way like all these different ways okay. of of whatever it was like showing me that's kind of what i got i was like okay i'm gonna and i'm like i get it like i i understand that's why i'm here okay you know show me um but yeah i mean they they say show me who i've become there's like some things that they tell you to do so it kind of showed me like who i'd become which was just this real careless i didn't care for myself at all but health was going to to crap everything was just falling apart and if i keep doing this then then i'm gonna end up dying okay and um then the other part was like to get through this i kind of had to die anyway like the old me had to die okay and that was there was it was really soft and stuff and then i saw myself and and i saw like what my ego or whatever was trying to do to protect me okay like all the things it was trying to get validation for or, or worthiness and all the all this crazy stuff and i like looked at myself and i'm like look man i love you but look at what you're doing mm. to me and i let him go and he like went into this dark abyss and like i was bawling crying he was bawling crying and it was like this super huge let go moment gotcha and and like all of a sudden like my chest exploded with with like so much energy and love and everything and it was it was amazing like felt like a like a reset like a rebirth okay reset that's interesting where it was like okay you get another chance like was there something was there something deep that you that you found that maybe was causing all this like you talked about childhood or trauma or there's something that you identified um there was a lot of pain i guess what i identified with was i created this this they call it a protective personality like your ego is your protect your protective side okay so when we're my young little kid um had trauma whatever whatever it was we all have trauma but so we create at some at a young age or some age we create this protective side that we is our ego or whatever and that's kind of the way that they explain it and for me it makes sense um like i wasn't i never felt safe i didn't feel you know protected or anything like that like i felt like i was on my own at a very young age so creating this thing and i mean i got jumped in school i was always the littlest kid so i always got beat up okay Um, i was always picked on and so I, i created this this guy that was like not meant to you know don't, like this don't, mess, with, don't mess with this guy gotcha and the the inside of me you know my my uh child or inner child is, is very sweet loving like most children are mm-hmm. and um so i'd created this like hey don't don't mess with me and and, and i was that person like just I would, to protect yourself yeah i mean i i've been in a lot of fights um yeah, yeah there's a lot of stuff that 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 I did that I'm not proud of, but it got me, it, it got me to where I am now. Okay. So I was like thankful, like, Hey, thanks. You know, I, I needed you to get me to this point, but I don't need you anymore. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah. It, That's it, very interesting. I and I don't it. want that guy anymore. Yeah. Okay. So, now I'm a grown adult. I've got it together. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, kind of now I'm probably a teenager. Now, before I was a four-year-old in a grown man's body, yeah. doing tantrums when people, you know, do. That's that's really interesting. Yeah. And then, um, like your your third, your fourth night in, what's what are you what are you experiencing there? Um, 
So the, the third night was where I had the real big like breakthrough where okay where I like the rebuffing like you said yeah, yeah I mean it was it was wild there was some crazy stuff um I tried to th- I mean I saw a buffalo like I had like someone said that's my spirit animal there's this herd of buffalo and we're like charging through the storm and it was like empowering I mean there was some there's some wild gotcha. stuff and then um that was the third night the fourth night was a different type of medicine i mean it's still ayahuasca but it's called yahe what's it called yahe yahe and it's a colombian medicine okay um i think there's they had different types and i don't know the the specifics i actually have a a friend coming that that would be great for your podcast too and he could tell you answer all this okay awesome um so that the the fourth night was a real purgative. I hadn't really puked or, you know, oh, really? crapped or anything. It was all crying and yawning and like laughing, but a lot of crying, just like, okay. like balled up fetal position crying. And this was a purgative more of a, I puked a little bit, but it was more, <laughs> I was in the bathroom, you know, yeah, going every two seconds. So it really cleaned out my body. Uh, it was like a huge detox of of all the stuff that was inside of me gotcha so you see if like whatever you brought up that you kind of like vomited and you got rid of it that way yeah i got rid of it that's that interesting way. that's mm-hmm. really interesting and then so you did the full day is there a couple of days after the fourth night where you like meditate yeah or? you have two well because the the fourth night goes into like friday morning Okay, so you still um, got three more days. So you have one more day after that. You're, you, it's from Saturday to Saturday. Okay, so what's what's done on those last two days? Um, you're kind Is of just reflection hanging out. Or? Yeah, you're just talking to people. There's still there's classes every every day, so it's like we you talk about what you know what happened the night. Oh, before. it's openly in class and yeah, and and must be some interesting stuff being shared there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, I mean people. Yeah, there's so much. Uh, there's so much trauma that people like buried trauma like there's mm. people saying that they didn't know they were molested and, and oh wow and okay so that really pictures of that and letting go of that and, and for me it's not it doesn't necessarily mean like I don't like to take it as that's exactly what happened because I've seen some really crazy stuff but I look more inside of like okay well what is the, what what's behind that like why am I why is it showing me that it doesn't mean that that necessarily happened to me but why is it showing me that okay because i mean i obviously my dad didn't kill me but it showed me my dad killing me when i was like three years old and like me being buried and stuff Mm. like that so um but what did it mean and and to me it was there was a deep-rooted fear of my dad okay and at, at a very young age and that's part of what created this this you know i need to be i need to protect myself because nobody else will type of thing so um Sorry, I feel like I digressed or segued off of something else. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's very interesting. Um, was there anyone there who just wasn't a believer afterwards, or like, hey, this is stupid, like this is a waste of money, or was everybody on board and everybody had got what they wanted out of it? Because you're talking about ninety people. I um, mean, that's that's a lot of different emotions and backgrounds and and we baggage. All, we all kind of stayed in touch or not all of us but a lot of that first group I was in stayed pretty much in touch throughout um, the next year I still talk to a lot of them really but which is um, fascinating I think a lot of people I feel like I mean they say that 
at that center that's like 97% success rate. Okay. Um, I felt like, you know, during that week, you're, you're kind of on a cloud of, wow, like you, you have so much gratitude and you love everybody so much. I yep. mean, it's pretty, it, it's pretty amazing what happens after a week of, of the stuff. Okay. So, I mean, you, yeah. That's interesting. Do you, do you come back? Are you telling everybody about it? Are you, are you keeping it quiet? Because most people would probably think the worst. When I came back, when you came I back. was telling everybody about it. I'm like, you really? I'll pay for everybody to go. Really? I, yeah. Was a lot of judgment, people not understanding, people thinking yeah, you're addicted people, to something. Oh, they still think I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting at, right? Yeah, people still probably think I'm And crazy. I've got to be honest, like, it's not till I started seeing very intelligent, successful people talk openly about this. I'm like, okay, what? there's got to be some truth behind this. If you saw a bunch of junkies talking about this, you're like, oh, whatever. But when you start to see people like yourself and many, many, many other people like that, you're like, what is this? I need yeah. to know more about this. Yeah, and, and not everybody goes as crazy as I did. I mean, I, mm. my everybody thought I was crazy because I came back. I'm like, all right, I'm selling my businesses. I'm going to move to Costa Rica. So is that what happened, was it? Yeah, so I, I when I came back, I was here for a little bit. Well, COVID happened. The whole COVID thing happened. And I'm like, I'm like I don't want to be in this. Okay. Whatever this thing is, I don't want any part of it. So um, I sold my businesses and I started a business in Costa Rica. Did you really? Yeah. So you sold what, five businesses? Oh. Yeah, well, two of them were kind of together and I, I sold one and, and two of them were together um, and then shut down the other ones. I just- How long did it take you to do? That seems like you couldn't do that overnight. Um, Three months, two, wow, three months. gotcha. Yeah. And you just freed up the money and just and yeah, that's crazy. Went to Costa Rica just by yourself. Yeah, I actually there was um, how crazy is that? Like, hey, come back and buy myself. I'm gonna sell my businesses. And yeah. did you have a lot of um, uh, free cash beforehand? Like, with all most of your money invested in the businesses? Um, no, most of my money was in, eh, invested in businesses and then toys. Like, um, okay. I had cars and so you sold up everything. You yeah. sold all your toys, your cars, guns, and did you really? Yeah. So you just like just liquidated everything. Everything. Interesting. Yeah, everything left with a couple suitcases. Wow, How, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. See, that's why everybody thinks I'm crazy. I, I don't mean, <laughs> I don't mean like you being crazy. That's just that's crazy. Like that's that's amazing. No, it it was it, it was something I needed to do. It's the best thing I ever did. That's not. So then when you um couple suitcases do you go and buy property there you just rent? I bought, I bought a, a little condo um, in Playa Langosta okay and sight unseen I actually had a friend there that I, I told her I actually met her at the Arrhythmia place um, I was like hey I'm gonna move there and start a business what's a good business we can open up and I was like oh I mean you can open it together you know blah 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 so she actually helped me find my place. I bought a condo there, um, and then yeah, went there and started up a wellness a wellness center. Oh, did you really? Yeah, uh, it has indoor cycling and um, it's like yoga and aerial silks. And then at night, it's a now now at night it's a nightclub. Is it really? Yeah. And you still got it? I'm guessing. What's that? You still got it? Yeah. Well, I gave it to I I decided to come back. And so I gave it to her and um, one of the employees. Okay. I, I was just like, I got to go back to the States. I have a grandson now that, that was born. So, okay. So 
I'm like, I'm gonna, I'll go back and be closer to them. Gotcha. So how long were you down there for? Two years. Yeah. And what hell was that for you? Were you? It, it was. It was a journey. It was fun. It was. was were you just completely like? Were you obsessed with this new business, or you just kind of? Well, that's the thing. Was is I did you fall back I in got, old habits? <laughs> I got back in that habit of, like now I'm spending my life in this business, and then I was kind of getting up or going back into old behaviors. So I went back and uh, to Rhythmia again. Oh, did you really? How how long into it? Like a year later or six months later? Yeah, it was later? like a year, almost a year later. Okay, so it took you a year to kind of like fall back into old habits and like, I need to break this again. Yeah. That's interesting. And, but it was, it. I mean, it was my own fault where I'm like, oh, I'm right back into it. Just in a different country. Working too just much, in a different just country. in a different country. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And you just sold, I'm sure you'd have any money problems. You just sold all this stuff. I'm sure you didn't need it, the money. No, I you probably could have just sat there on the beach for two years and been fine. Yeah, probably longer than that. Especially, yeah, yeah that's something. Especially down <laughs> probably, there, probably longer than that. But probably yeah, for the rest I, of your life, potentially. I was sitting there going, "Why did they just do this?" And that's kind of why another reason why I like walked, not walked away, but I mean, I I kept it together and helped to run it for a year, and then I'm like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. That's crazy. It's, I'm in doing the same thing, but I I did, um, you know, medicine again. Or went back there for a week, and then I actually took my son for a week. Oh, dude, you're, how was he when he went? Twenty four. How was that for him? It changed his life. Okay. Yeah, same thing. So he was open to it because of you. He was kind of in the same situation where he was like super depressed. He he was in the Marines, so he had a lot of PTSD. Okay. And um, he was just like kind of over it, and I'm like, dude, just come here, go through this week thing. It, change me maybe it'll do something for you i'm like and i'll go with you so um yeah he's like he just kind of got out of it like why am i not doing what i want to do mm, okay I mean, really is what he got out of it healed a lot of stuff but then he's like why am i not doing what i want to be doing and i'm like go do whatever it is you want to do that's awesome and i'll be proud of you no matter what it you know whatever okay. it is just don't go kill people <laughs> Two years, two years down there, you start implementing like good habits. You start meditating, breath work. When when does that kind of start to come in into your life? Well, I I, I practiced meditation before plant medicine, um, okay. so that I kind of kept that with me. But yeah, the weird thing is, is the the whole wellness center that um, I opened up. I mean, now thinking about it and how the way I see the universe working and God and all that stuff is like, wow, man, I, I needed to have this wellness center so I can learn yoga so I can eat healthy. So I can, mm. you know, do all these things. And it kind of really forced me to, to do a lot of things that I would have never done. Interesting. Um, so you start this business, but then you actually start doing the activities yourself. Oh, for sure. Yeah. From, from day one oh, or yeah. did it take you a while? No, I, I was. Okay. I, I'm like, so what, I, what were you doing on a consistent basis? I was doing yoga, consistently um meditation uh, yeah consistently and then um the cycle studio i did a little bit i wasn't okay a huge fan of it because i mean she the my business partner is pretty hardcore oh she's uh one of she's crazy an, cyclist yeah girls. she's an athlete man. like super fit with the big ass yeah, legs she yeah shake your butt so this girl's a nuts but she um she also is a yoga instructor so like yoga breath work meditation we'd have sound healings in there um what's sound healing you know like with the bowls and oh stuff it is the bowl. that's the first thing that came to mind yeah. okay yeah just all kinds of 
all kinds of weird healing modalities come in. The Reiki healers, okay, all kinds of stuff would come in my center to, and I'd be like, yeah, go ahead, see if you know, put a flyer out and. So would you? Uh, you would just rent the space, and they would run their own business within the. I would place? let them come in and yeah, do some of that stuff. Okay. Because we, I mean, I fixed up. I did the tenant improvements on it. So I mean, it was we had a full like juice bar, vegan juice bar, and okay, and uh, we had aerial silks. And then upstairs was the, um, the cycle studio, but I mean, it was a really good space for doing breath work, meditation, um, sound healing. And, and a beautiful, beautiful place to do that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. What's, um, what's some of the benefits you started like from doing yoga and the meditation, like really getting serious about this stuff? What, what benefits did you find? The, the biggest benefit, um, well, for one, my health. Are you health stressed was, down? Are you losing yeah. weight? You... Oh yeah, I was. I was. I was losing. I was really fit. Yeah, I, I lost a bunch of weight. Um, probably about ten pounds less than I am now. Okay. Um, I usually was around 200 to 225, 200 to two twenty five. Now I'm one eighty five, and when I was living in Costa Rica, I was at one seventy. Okay, which is probably ideal for like your size. Yeah, yeah. it's exactly where I should be. Yeah. It's like one seventy. Um, but but my health yeah the physical health was really amazing um my mental health the biggest thing was just being learning to be present like yoga really makes you especially when you're a beginner kind of be present because you feel everything and you're trying to balance and you're just like you're here Shaking. you're not thinking about anything else yeah you're just yeah like, okay i'm i'm right here um so being present and yeah I guess that would be probably the biggest biggest thing in letting go of, of pretty much everything because mm. I look like a clown when I do yoga and yeah, don't I own right. the center and I'm doing yoga in front of all these people, you know. So it's like, but I mean, I think that's I think that's um, a great thing because you don't have to be an expert. The fact you're taking action it can help inspire others. Yeah, sure. he, he can do it. He looks like that. He's not very good at it. Therefore, I can give it a go too. For sure. Yeah, I gave a lot of people confidence. Yeah. Sometimes when you people are really good at something, you feel more intimidated. Yeah. Like hey, yeah, everyone's great true. and I suck. Yeah. I like that. So what um, was it? Your grandson brought you back to the states. Was it just you missed the states? Um, the yeah, the biggest thing was probably. The grandson. I wanted to. I wanted to be closer to him and my son. And, and you just got one son. I have two boys. How old are they? Like, uh, the one that had the baby. He's twenty-one. Okay. They just turned twenty-two. I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys have a lot of birthdays. <laughs> I don't and your other son's a little bit older. Yeah, he's twenty-six. Okay. Are they both in Vegas now? From Vegas, they don't live here now. Okay. Um, one's in Texas and one's in Idaho. Where's your grandson at? I know. Okay. Yeah. So it's just a quick flight to. Yeah, and they were here, and then he got a job opportunity to go to Idaho as soon as I came back. Oh here. damn! And then okay. yeah, and then they moved there. So um, kind of don't know what I'm doing right now. I, I yeah, I have no idea where I'm moving. So you, hey, what do you um right? So now, what do you do for work? What do you do for money? You're not work. You don't need it. I You're don't f- need it yet. Okay, so you got plenty of savings from the businesses and yeah, the adventures. Yeah, okay. I made some pretty good money on my condo that I bought in um, Costa Rica. Okay. I bought it when everything was pretty low and then the market went crazy. Gotcha. So right now you're comfortable and you're cruising. Uh, I, I don't need to work yet, but yeah. I'm, I mean, how do you, I'll open a business or do something soon. How do you get your head around that? That's got to be hard for you, right? Just, just not really achieve mm. i wouldn't say not achieving anything but not focused and not chipping away at something which probably goes against everything that is in your dna 
Or have you learned to take control of that now? No, it's, I mean, it's hard because there's, there's times um, where I start beating myself up. Mm, that's what I'm like, getting what at. What are you doing with your life? But I, I mean, through all the, all the medicine and yoga and meditation, it's kind of like, okay, just be quiet. Mm. I mean, I'm fine. I don't need to do anything. That's the thing, right? It's a society's expectation that, hey, if I'm not doing something, I'm a nobody. But if you got money behind you, you don't have to work. Why not? Like, right. If, you, if you're being smart enough, you worked hard enough to be free, do whatever you want. Yeah. But for some reason, there's, there's pressure on us, right? Yeah, and I don't have, I don't, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't have that pressure where, like, I don't really care what anybody else thinks, mm. obviously. I mean, it's it's more of a okay, like what am, what do I want to do? I want to be, you know, some sort of a a, a like um, beneficial presence on this planet. Okay, you know, I want to do something. So that's what kind of eats me up. And then, it, but then I'm like, dude, you you've worked your you know most of your life away. You're taking six months of a break. I mean. Mm. It's really not too bad, because I, I was work, you know I opened up the business there and, and ran it for a year. It's been I, wa- I walked away from it nine months ago. So in the last nine months, I've sold all my stuff, moved back here, um, and I'm trying to start over. Okay. So do you help other people? Do you give back? Do you think that's something that might be a good cause for you? No, I yeah I try I try to help and give back. And I, mean, I try. I mean, I think naturally it's just in my in something that I do. What about like you seem like you're very good business. What about like a business coach or putting content online or? Yeah, I'm just trying to find out whatever that thing is. And that's mm. the, the hardest part is usually, I mean, I'll have an idea or something will come to me and I'll blow up with passion and, and go, you know, 100 miles an hour at it. And it's just uh, maybe maybe this is part of the, you know, the medicine or whatever and this whole transformation um is it's not going to be like that this time okay this time it's going to come to me i'm going to really feel it i'm going to really think about it and and it's going to be my it's probably going to be my life thing okay you know, this will be the thing that i do so you're taking your time to really figure that out yeah and you're not going to get obsessed with it exactly <laughs> unless i see you in two years time you're like so <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> what's some of your um daily habits like your good daily habits like i know you meditate every day right yeah so i i wake up every morning and typically I, I start my day with a meditation okay um, how long does that go for it just depends I mean some um, I sometimes I can get banned be gone for like three hours in a meditation oh wow yeah okay. I, sometimes I'm just oh it's been three hours but <laughs> um, it really just however long it takes me to get to that point okay and, and what, what is that point the stillness um, where like the mental stillness. Yeah, where you. Yeah, there's just nothing going on. Okay. And I feel. I feel. Um, yeah, I mean, because every I've been meditating for a long time, and you have all the thoughts that uh, as soon as I sit in in the lotus position, it's just like, you know, that chatter, and then as soon as that goes away, and I can breathe, focus on my breath, and then I'm just kind of nowhere. For, okay. For for a second, is is. So that's where you're trying to get to. Yeah, because then I'll come out of it because I'm like, I'm there. Ah, you're out. Okay. Because you know that you're there, so you're out. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) So I met you a week and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
lot of people meditate around me a lot of people say it. i started the night i talked to you oh good so i've been doing it for a week and a half now nice and it yeah it's been really good yeah, yeah. just i like, doing what you said 10 at least 10 minutes a day um getting up to like 20 minutes lately but i understand when you sit down and all of a sudden like you don't realize how rapid your mind's going oh, yeah. i was like oh my god i got a lot of thoughts going on right now and that's always happening yeah, it's like yeah yeah i was like is this the way i feel all day every day and it is right that's mm -hmm. what you're saying yeah, and then I get to that point where I'm like, hey, I'm calm, I'm still. I think that's where I'm meant to get to. <laughs> and some nights it's really hard and some nights I'm like, I fall into it a lot easier. Yeah. So I can't, it's, it's practice, isn't it? The more you do it, the easier you get there. Sure, and I think, uh, yeah, the more you do it for sure. Um, like, I don't know if you're at the point, there was a part years and years ago where I'd start getting frustrated with my thoughts. Like I'd be like, why am why am I still having these thoughts? Or I'd have mm, I'd have yeah, like a, think about some random stuff, yeah. right? And and I'd have an emotion attached to that. Okay. So those don't ever like I don't have the emotional attachment to any thought anymore. So uh, interesting. It, that that's gone. I'll get the thoughts. And I'll be like, okay, that's interesting. Like that was a weird one or whatever. And but it's taken you years to get to that point. Yeah. Okay. But, and and a lot of work on myself. I mean, really, the last three years of my life has been just. I don't care about business and money and anything else. I'm working on myself okay. and all the stuff that the medicine showed me I needed to fix, you know, in myself. Okay. So, but yeah, that when, when that kind of goes away and then you're just, you just kind of see your thoughts and then the, I mean, eventually the, the thoughts stop where you're just, and that's where you get to that real, um, Zen or peaceful moment okay. where you're just like, oh, that's interesting. I I sleep really well, but I've been doing it before bed. <laughs> I sleep even better. These yeah. my sleep is incredible. Yeah. Last week or so, nice. yeah. I think because I'm going to bed with such a clear mind that I'm just even I'm doing it ten o'clock at night. I'm in bed by ten thirty and I'm out. Nice. And I'm waking up early and I'm feeling yeah. better. So I'm like, there's a lot of there's a lot of extra benefits that are coming oh, with that. Sure. Oh yeah. And I notice even with business and stress, I'm very like nonchalant a lot more relaxed about it mm -hmm. like i said the stuff going on right now the business but i'm so chilled about it because yeah. i know it's gonna be fine yeah it's it's nice whatever habits are you doing breath work on a daily basis not, not Yoga, daily but i, I do breath work. i actually just did a breath work at the area 15. oh did you yeah it was how was that cool. it was awesome uh, a little different because it's still first for some reason vegas is still like go 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 mm. so it was like we did not the breath really work is. and then everybody's like gone and I'm not used to that. Uh, okay, yeah. Usually there's a little socializing, like, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. But there wasn't any of that. But it was it was really good. Um, I love breath work. Breath work is huge. Um, if I get to a point where I think that I'm getting a little bit too much anxiety or something's a little bit too too much pressure, uh, I know breath work will take it out. When you say breath work, is it somebody that you, um, like, it guides you, someone you look up yeah, to? Yeah, somebody guides you, like Wim Hof. Yeah, I was going to say, Wim, I, like, I love Wim Hof. Yeah. Um, I, so he's a big influence, would you say? Or I've only done a couple of his. Um, I can do my own breath work. I don't really need somebody to do Okay. Yeah. But is that just from doing it? Is that kind of like meditation, having guided meditations and then being doing able to bunch. do it yourself? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I like, I actually like going to a group setting for breath work because it's just, I can go a lot deeper because they kind of push you if you have somebody okay. that's doing like a tr transformative or type of breath work where they're trying to guide you and um, like a rhythm of their breath work classes were amazing. Um, and the people that ran them 
they did, they okay. did a phenomenal job. And the, yeah, I had a bunch of good breathwork people that came to my studio. You mentioned um, Win Hoff. You ever do cold therapy? Cold showers, ice yeah, bath? Ice bath, yeah. How's that go for you? I'm, I'm a, I do cold showers. I've done it for six years. I do cold, I'll do in, well, in Costa Rica, there's a lot of places don't have hot water. Okay, so, so you're taking which is shower. and that's the way it used to be. Yeah, there's no such thing as hot yeah. water at one point. Yeah, it. I like I love hot shower or whatever, but for the most part, I'll I'll go kind of hot and then I'll back it down to cold at the end to yeah. kind of get me up. But um, I've yeah I've done uh, I went to uh, hot springs in Colorado mm. and then it's right there on the river, so you go from their hot springs one hundred and seven degrees to the like. 48 or yeah and the last one i did that one shocked me a little bit much maybe kind of lightheaded so i was like whoa gotcha. it was a little bit too too I, extreme i love doing that even but, the shower i'm like if i'm if i'm sore from the gym and i get a lot of lactic acid yeah uh, cold hot cold hot yeah. cold hot and i walk out feeling brand new again oh yeah it's good but yeah like from start to finish when i have a shower it's cold yeah. this morning it was freezing every morning it's freezing but for me it's it's the most um it's it's doing a daily challenge that makes me uncomfortable and that's the main reason i do it and then i learned about win half and it's like cold shower day keeps the doctor away i don't get sick anymore so there was it was more for mental state and then i realized there's a lot of health benefits that, that come with that yeah it does a lot of uh, resetting to your to your nervous system and yeah and yeah stuff. there's, so, there's so many benefits come yeah. with it and i always think if you can stand there a cold shower and make yourself do it and no one in the world cares if you do it it just makes you mentally stronger too. Yeah. And I feel like mental strength is is one of the most important things. For sure. Are you, are you exercising? You're eating clean? Are you doing that? Are you Yeah, so I I pretty yeah, I have been eating clean since um since I did the first plant medicine ceremony. More of a not vegan, but more vegetable, vegetarian. Like plant based. Plant based, less meat. Um however when I did come back to the States, I mean I go it's a little bit different. I it's go a little, little go temptation. A little crazy. Down yeah, here, right? I, I gained ten pounds. So I'm like, man, I miss. What's your weakness here in the states? I'm like 190 right now. Oh, but is it in and out? Is it Chick Fil A? Like what? I've done what? not. I've done a couple of the fast food like burger and Chick Fil A, but more more of um like I love Thai food. So going okay. going going and eating at all the all the good restaurants because yeah. in Costa Rica it's not yeah you don't have the option right not not as much as there and it's here, probably a yeah. lot healthier there oh for sure. sure for sure yeah America's diet is awful horrible yeah. even yeah. Australia's America the food here is awful yeah at Australia yeah it's not it's not healthy yeah it's it's not it's scary I mean I get, yeah I've gained twenty pounds since I've been here yeah in, in four months yeah that's yeah that's hard right yeah it's tough but i mean I, there's also a lot more to do than that i was a lot more active there than i am here um i am i, I work out as much as i can um i've had like shoulder surgeries and stuff like that so it's it's a lot harder for me you go to the gym or what do you do yeah i go to the gym or i'll do a uh, walk okay we have where we're staying there's there's a couple gyms in in the community okay so i'll do my meditation then I'll go hit the gym, um, and then I try to go somewhere in nature, somewhere and call it grounding, like walk barefoot in the grass or or, mm. or something like that. Okay, um, it's hard to do here in Vegas, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is in any big city, and that's one thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is, you know, we got rubber shoes on, we have concrete, we have you know metal in our cars, we have all this stuff, never get real connected to 
the earth. Yeah. And I mean, just go go walk in grass barefoot. It doesn't feel good unless you're allergic to it. But or go stand in a stream. You know. Well, I surfed my whole life. Oh, so you. Know, so I, I understand that more than anybody. Yeah, I was sure. eight hours a day out there with my best friends in the surf, having the time of my life with nature. Mm-hmm. It's the most rewarding thing. Yeah. And I think about it, like I'm 42, and this is when I'm 15, 16. So I think about it all the time. Yeah. I miss it so much. Some of my happiest memories is out there surfing with my friends. For sure. Love it. That's one of the best meditations is, is surfing. Because mm. you're, I mean, you're, I surfed a little bit in Costa Rica. And, I mean, you're just, you're there, you're in it. Mm. I've got <laughs> dolphins swimming around yeah, me. There's you, a whale swimming yeah. out there at the back. It's, it's kind of hard not to be present when you're, yeah, when you're, you're looking at the, even where I lived, it was a small coastal town. So when you're looking at the, uh, the land, it's not a single person there. Yeah. You've just walked half an hour down this isolated path to get to this amazing spot. Yeah, yo, yo I totally get it. Oh, yeah. And now I live in the desert. I, I <laughs> not that I'm depressed, but I definitely suffer. Definitely not as happy living in Vegas. One hundred percent. I can definitely say that because I'm spoiled. I grew up on the beach. I surfed my whole life. I've always lived a stone's throw from the beach. Been able to go to a park. The sand, there's grass, there's trees. Now living in the desert, which is all artificial and concrete. I definitely have a hard time. Yeah. So I I totally get what you're saying. Get back to nature. Yeah. Um, the DMT and smoking it. What's that all about? Have you have you done it? I have not done it, and I heard there's like DMT vape pens and stuff like that, which kind of scares me. Um, it's like that three inhale thing they talk about, right? Like Joe Rogan yeah, talks about that. Taking- Joe Rogan, yeah, and I know he's done DMT and these. There's also a thing called Bufo. Which is from what is that? Bufo, uh, it's five meo DMT. So it's uh, it's smoking the DMT, but it's from a toad. Oh, Um, that toad's back. Yeah. Okay, I have heard this. It's like people lick it and stuff too, right? Probably. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard the licking thing. Um, I think it's even I've a never, family guy, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I've never done. Um, I've never smoked DMT. I've, ne- I've never done bufo. I would. My whole thing of it is it's kind of sad, like that it's becoming more of a commercialized thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've seen like advertisements for some countries have DMT pens, and I, I think you're taking the, you know, the meaning and out of it. You know, now now you're you're commercializing it, and mm-hmm. and, and everything's energy. So you're you're putting a, a commercialized money thing into something that's so you know usually spiritual maybe weed was like that at one point years ago oh well, for sure because mm, sure. that's that's 100% commercial especially yeah. now yeah. Uh, there's people I mean I know a lot of people that um, use marijuana for for medicinal purposes yeah 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 and in even in a ceremonial um, you know situation where they're putting their intention in it like hey I, I have anxiety please mm. take away the anxiety you know and, and uh, if it works for you, fine. But once you're going, once you're abusing anything, um, you're taking you're taking the the god out of it. You're taking the good stuff out of mm. it. In my opinion, what's your thoughts on? Um, there's a lot of like MDMA. There's a lot of things that like they ban, especially in this country. You think they need to be banned? You think they're good for you? You think they should be regulated? Like Oregon, I think it's it's free for all. That you can get whatever you want legally. What's what's your thoughts on on drugs and 
the control of it. Um. I mean, even heroin. <laughs> some people talk about heroin yeah. openly being being a good thing if it's if it's done right and it's, and it's manufactured clean. But yeah, what, what's your thoughts on this? There's a country that made everything legal mm. and supposedly did really well. It was like Brazil or somewhere in South mm. America. Um, in my opinion, well, there's a lot of bigger problems in, in the world. In my opinion, yeah, that we should be kind of focusing on, but. In my opinion, yeah, legalize it all. Have it have it clean, and then take that money to put people through, you know, rehabilitation. You know, then then when the guy's like, oh, I don't want to do heroin anymore, we just took all that money, tax money, and say, okay, well, we have this center over here where you can kind of get real help, and we can rehabilitate you and get you back out on and and training and something and be, you know, be a benefit to society, mm. not be a burden. Because they're saying, like, if you did do that, be less crime. You've got clean drugs. You're not this bathtub made stuff, right? So, like, it's going to be less death, less deaths, less addiction, more benefits from it. I, I personally don't do anything, but I'm just wondering about your opinion on that. Yeah, I mean, I I think that I wish I knew the country what it was because I read an article where they did exactly, or not exactly, but what I'm talking about, mm. where they took the tax money and then because it was legal now the the percentage of people using it kept dropping more and more and more um but it was also because they used that tax money to help them get real help um throwing somebody in prison because they use drugs is not giving them any help yeah that that's the thing and then you that somebody... system in my opinion is completely broken oh america and then mainly it's america right like you got well people... i've never lived yeah, I mean, you got people in jail now for weed, and it's legal in half the half the country. It doesn't yeah. really make a lot of sense. Well, I mean, in just the jail, the the prison system in general, in my opinion, is completely broken. Mm. That, yeah, and it's I'm gonna and I'm gonna stand firm on that because, um, what are they doing to help these people when they get out, or are they even trying to help them when they get out? It's not that help people. No, you once it's, you get and once you get a little bit of a rap sheet, good luck in this country. Yeah, you, you're not. You're not going to get back on your feet very easily. You need a, a community to really help you, and I think this country lacks that for sure. Mm, no, I, t so. I totally agree. Uh, just finally, what? So, what makes you happy now? Are you happy? Sure. And are you happier or are you happy? I have something else. Um, okay. I don't chase happiness. It, I mean, for me, ha like being happy is not really some uh, a state of being. I think that that's an experience, like. Um, something can make me happy. Like if I see a bird and I f feel a bit of joy, mm. um, or you like hear your first song, tiny, or... yeah, like yeah. little things like that. Um, I'm I'm in a state of like acceptance and and peace and okay, and where it's just I, yeah. I mean, I I can be happy when I feel a, a really good um, any type of good emotion, like even a big deep breath. And I can feel some of those endorphins kind of, you know. Do you do gratification? Like a list or anything? Or? Uh, I mean, like just, you know, a lot of people like be grateful for what they have. Oh, three things I write down a day, what they're grateful for or. Yeah, I do, do that. Have... That's part of my pra daily practice. Okay. Yeah. So you write things down? Um, I journal, but not not all the time. Um, for me, it's that's where it's like that momentary um, um, gratitude. Like if, if, honestly, if I see a hummingbird, and be like, oh my God, I got to see a hummingbird today. Uh, I mean, 
that so you don't need to write people, down or anything. Yeah, you just like, appreciate the fact that yeah, and I have you're being more present, me. being a good way to put it, right? Sure, sure. You're off your phone, and you're more present on yeah. nature and what's around you. Yeah. Okay. And uh, having people that actually I can talk to about, like my group of people before, if I was like, oh my gosh, I saw a hummingbird today, they'd be like, who gives a... <laughs> and I'd be like, well, whatever. But, How much money did but you now, make? yeah, <laughs> what, what kind of car did you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did yeah. you go this weekend? No, I saw a hummingbird. Um, but like, I'll go drive up to Red Rock because I'm right there on Charleston. So yeah. I'll just five minutes, ten minutes, I'm up there and I look at the mountains and I'm just like, wow, like that's mm. beautiful. And I'll turn around, come back. Um, is that happier? I don't know. All it is is life is is more um, abundant. Like there's so many things that I that I'm grateful for and I don't take for granted anymore. Take for granted. Yeah. I like that. And as well as your health and you personally, your mental state, yeah, all those things. Yeah. What um, you guys? What do you tell someone who's hustling right now? They're making good money, but the the family starting to suffer. The marriage is suffering. The health is suffering. What what would you kind of tell that person? Hmm. I I mean that would be a good thing to like sit down and journal like what's really important to you. Mm. And the the big. I guess that one of the biggest takeaways I got from plant medicine for me was was what what's important. And okay. when you realize what is important, it's things like your health. So I could have a hundred million dollars in the bank, but if I'm sitting on my deathbed with, you know, yeah, it doesn't buy health back, doesn't right? do any, Yeah, it doesn't do any good. Yeah, health is your wealth. And right? your health is your wealth. Yeah. And and it's not and I don't mean just physical health. I mean there's so many different layers to that. Because yeah. you could be the fittest person in the world, but if you're mental if you're you know, want to blow your brains out every day, then what good is it? Yeah, yeah, okay. So it's, it's all those Or aspects. even just being lonely or... Yeah. yeah. Mind, body, soul type of, type mind, of body, thing. Mind, body, soul. I like that. I'll make my mind, you know, keep my mind clear and good thoughts. I mean, we're our worst enemy. Uh, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm bald, I'm, you know. Those, not mm. too many people talk to us the way we talk to ourselves. Yeah, I, I was going to say that the way that we talk to ourselves, you'll never say it to somebody else. No, never. So why the hell do you say it to ourselves? Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. So your, your sayings is just, uh, just a journal and figure out. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends on what you're really talking about. You kind of are, I mean, being vague, like they're, they're going towards this possible bad situation because they're, you know, over motivated by by work or money i would say just i mean practice meditation if you don't because that can kind of get you out of it and then you can look at your life and, and and say like okay this isn't working over here and this isn't working over here okay um but yeah being mindful being present and and seeing like hey uh i worked 90 hours this week and i didn't take my son to the park and i didn't okay. bring my wife flowers i didn't do these things that are my true self. Like, mm. what is it? What? Is, who are you? That's interesting. I mean, me, I'm the guy that you know. Once you know, my kids are grown and stuff, but if you know, if I wanted to come home to my kids, I want to take them to the park. I want to go do something fun with them. If that stops, mm. then I'm not being. I'm not being you true make to myself. A chain. Yeah, I and love then that. I'm the one that suffers. Yeah, they suffer, but the the my soul or my inner child or whatever that that thing is suffering. And then and then you're you know you're kind of off balance and kids grow up quick and before you know it, you can't do it and yeah, opportunities like, go on <laughs> yeah i think that's a i think it's a great way to finish yeah. thank you yep so much that was a pleasure that was cool. very enlightening yeah. you got me thinking like 
very outside. It's the first day I met you, I was I was just thinking differently. Yeah. So yeah, the meditation's been great. And awesome. yeah, thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, man.